to Monday morning lunch plus day one of week whatever number we're on at this point. Thank you for joining us. Make sure that you comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that way we can say hello to you and share the broadcast because we're going to have a power-packed episode of Lunch Plus here, and so we just want to make sure that everybody gets to receive from the Lord. So thanks for joining us. <coughs> Sorry. Wow. Buddy's here too. I was choking on my coffee a little bit. <laughs> Sorry if, I, if that like destroyed your eardrums. <laughs> Tracy from Vermont. Welcome. Hi, Tracy. It's good to have you with us. Johnny says, hello. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for being here. In-house, my husband George is here. He's watching right now. And Buddy's back today with us. We've got some great questions in store for you. I really want you to show everybody the thing that you were showing us before the broadcast and see if anyone else can do it. Okay. When you demonstrate your abilities, I feel like everyone needs to see that. <laughs> the, the thing is, none of them are like <laughs> cool abilities. They're all like just super weird things. Uh, okay, so <laughs> so we had, we had to test this out and you can do this in your office, probably not in your car, um, but you could if it's like you can try control. i guess so yeah. but well it, it won't work because you got like the seat behind you but oh, there's true. there's something called the asian squat i don't know if any of you guys have heard of it not everyone can do it like for me it's super it? simple and relaxing george can um, you do it uh basically what it is is if you can uh here i'll just show you your feet have to be flat <laughs> and you squat and you kind of rest like this with flat feet yeah george can do it easy um, and it's resting and it's relaxable, but like I feel like only maybe 35, 40% of people can do it. Um, it probably has something to do, we were trying to figure it out, it probably has something to do with like how your legs are, I don't know, <laughs> your, if you are coordinated or not, I really have no idea. But um, Marky and I were off camera trying to do this. Abby could do it, but Abby Marky, could do it. like Marky and I both like got down and then just kind of fell over a little bit. Yeah. So, hey Kevin, good to see you. Kevin. 
I'm really hoping that there's people like in the middle of their workplaces just squatting on the ground right now. You're like, what are you doing? What you don't know is that that's step one to being mm -hmm. able to do Buddy's like Russian dance move that Ra he did last week. Random question: Is it is it Asian countries that um, their toilets are really just holes in the ground, or is that somewhere else? Middle East too. That's the Middle East too. Well, so so it's also an Asian thing. That might be where the Asian squat came from, and we're back into talking about poop. You're um, one of us now. Look at I that. Am. Kevin, where are you going to? Kevin says he's getting ready to go on the airplane. Where are you going Ooh. to now? Okay, as you're hopping on, we have questions for you. I found a BuzzFeed poll that said 16 questions that people have very strong opinions on. And we've gone that's over dangerous. some of them. That's, but that's dangerous. I have you don't want to go today. into the strong opinions. Oh, but, but I kind of do. Okay. So, question number one. But I kind of Where do you keep ketchup? Fridge or the cabinet? I didn't even know that this was an option for I, people. I didn't either. Where do you keep your ketchup? Fridge. Yeah, fridge. Does yeah. It... Okay. Like, like I'm, <laughs> I've gotten to a point where I kind of get nervous sharing my opinion now, just because like I'm like, oh, this is obvious, and then it's, and then most people disagree with me. I'm like, oh, I guess it's not obvious. I did, I did that with this one with Abigail, and mm -hmm. I felt like safe saying fridge. Holly oh. says fridge. Abby says fridge. Holly says hello. Kevin says once open, ketchup goes in the fridge. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, if you're storing it, like, if you have like an unopened bottle and you. Yes. That's okay. Yes. But here's where I realize that people may think differently is because I always put like the shredded Parmesan, like powder cheese that you put on spaghetti mm -hmm. and pasta. I always put that back in the refrigerator. Always. Opened. Like that's where it goes. George mm -hmm. puts it in the cabinet. Like oh. when George is cleaning up after me, that's where it goes is in the cabinet. The Parmesan, what? like sprinkle cheese. Yeah. Yeah, That's wait, where he puts it. George says false. There is no ketchup. George. What does that even mean? <laughs> There's no such thing as ketchup. I agree, Marky. <laughs> Cheese is supposed to go in the fridge after opening. 100%. Tracy says if open fridge. See, mm -hmm. you guys are my people. Apparently, this isn't even a debate. Okay, question number two. Wait, is this what BuzzFeed said is like the strong opinion? Yeah, thing? and I'm really curious. Who keeps it in the cabinet after it's been opened? I don't know. I don't know. People who like food poisoning? Apparently so. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Toilet paper. Do you scrunch it or fold it? Welcome back to our bathroom conversations. Um, but toilet paper, fold or scrunch? Okay, so for me, <laughs> it really depends on where the roll is located. Like, if it's like right beside you, I kind of more roll it. Like, I, I have like a system <laughs> where like I pull some out and then I take my fingers and then I just kind of roll it in my fingers and then pull. I'm and, really and can, like interested in how much toilet paper you go through. Oh, I, I probably like go through too much. That, that I do go through a lot, but um, situational dependent. Tracy said that George needs help. <laughs> That's awesome. George but, says it's situational dependent. So I, I guess that would be a fold, but it, like um, in our old apartment, we didn't have like room to like have, or we didn't have like a a spot where the roll goes and so we had it in um, like there's those ones that you can like loop into the toilet yeah. thing and so I'd have to reach back so there I would scrunch it because uh, I just had yeah, to pull yeah. it like that and okay. you can't really fold it like that. Okay. That's my answer. So far ev most everybody has been folded. Pastor Nicole says fold or you waste it. Holly goes where do these questions come from? The internet. <laughs> the, internet. Like, the internet. Holly says folded. 
George says it's situational dependent. Abby like says folded. Kevin says wadded all day long. Mm -hmm. I realized, like I was trying to analyze it in my brain of what I do. And I think that I begin with a fold and then I end up scrunching it. Like I, I think I start one way and finish another way. Okay. I think so. So apparently Kevin and I are the only ones that do that. Well, Kevin, way to be in the minority with me. I appreciate you. Okay. <laughs> Question number three. This is where I figured we could have the most fun. What flavor should green taste like? When you are eating something green, like a popsicle or a lollipop, what should that green taste like? There's what I want it to taste like. <laughs> I'd want it to taste like watermelon. Whoa! Whoa, I, I hit a chord. <laughs> I guess these are strong opinion things. No, I'm just very curious. I, I'd say green... most people would probably say lime, but watermelon. I, like, remember the 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 um, the uh, the blow pops? Like the green one was the watermelon. Like that was the best blow pop. I thought green was a sour apple. I want oh, it to be wait. lime, hmm. but You're I've right. never thought You're of right. green being a watermelon. I've thought of pink right. being was, a watermelon. It was, it was it was sour apple. Never mind. I changed my answer. <laughs> Holly says that green should taste like apple. Hi, Lisa. We love you. J Jan says that it should be lime. I want it to be lime, and I'm mm. really disappointed anytime it turns into apple. Like, really? I'm really disappointed with you don't, that. You don't like the sour? I don't. I don't want that. It really depends on if you like sour or not. I don't like lime, I think. Like, the, the green and the lime and the lemon Skittles are awful. What should green taste like? <laughs> Pastor asked what the question was, and then when I told him, oh. <laughs> um, okay, Tracy, but which one should it be? Watermelon or lime makes sense because pink is strawberry and red is cherry. Apple should be clearish. Should be clear? What? I guess you're talking about the inside of the apple? I guess so. Should be like a weird yellowy white color. Yeah, ooh, you know, this also brings up, oh, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. George says, my first thought about what green tastes like is green beans. So as long as it tastes <laughs> like anything else, I'm good. <laughs> as long as it tastes like anything else. I would love anything for my Skittles to taste like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> what color should yellow taste like? Banana or lemon? I'd say neither. Um, what would know. you say it should be? I like how George like. Anything green that tastes like candy is boneless because it doesn't taste like candy. <laughs> boneless. Kevin says all colors should taste like maple sugar. That's a good one. Tracy said that. it should taste like green apple. And then lemon or Holly on the yellow says that lemon should be what it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think green should taste like? Abby said happiness. Um, I don't think any candy should ever be green apple simply because although I don't like it, it it has bad effects in people. Most, a lot of, there Abigail. are people that are, <laughs> have, they turn green apple into a horrid stench of death. <laughs> <laughs> Their body chemistry doesn't. Such a strong opinion. I guess these are strong opinions. <laughs> a horrible stench of ask, death. You can ask my daughter about this. She's, one day she had, uh, Somebody had given her a pack of green apple gum, 
And uh, <laughs> we were walking around the house like, oh my gosh, what is that <laughs> horrid stench of death? <laughs> like, what is that? And finally, uh, we are like, what in the world? And uh, we said, Abigail, come here. <laughs> and she breathed out, and we were like, oh, oh. So Slain in the horrid stench of green death spirit. Welcome to being a pastor's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin says that anything yellow should be thrown away immediately. That was, that was very strong. Hmm. Then um, he says butterscotch. Butterscotch for yellow. I think of that as like a brown. That's, yeah. yeah. Pastor Nicole says like green apple. Hey, Tracy. Good to see you. <laughs> Pastor Nicole says, green apple extra gum is the devil. Throw it away immediately. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we banned Abigail from ever having green apple <laughs> anything for the rest of her life. And that's a true story. That's a true story. <laughs> there, and that is not a stretch. That's not an exaggeration. We're like, never. <laughs> hey, can your daughter have this uh, no. gum? What flavor is it? It looks green. <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs> no, she sure can't. It <laughs> was funny. <laughs> yep. I, Abby and I were immediately like going through these. Abby says, I think I've had two pieces of green apple candy at all since then. Yeah. That, and that's because she rebellion. was sneaking it in rebellion. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody was around her, so she didn't lose friends. <laughs> She was home alone. In the sound booth, she goes, it's true. Oh, that's cool. Tracy says, thanks, Brian. Kevin has me hooked. Oh, that's really awesome. We love you, Kevin. He said he was getting on an airplane, probably heading down to the stand mm -hmm. in Tampa, I guess. Oh, that's still going? Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. doing awesome. So, yeah, Dr. Rodney's doing a great job. So That's awesome. It's nice to meet you, Tracy. That's cool. Yeah. I've met two Tracys in the last 24 hours. That's awesome. We had a, at our Holy Spirit service last night, there was a Tracy here. She really enjoyed it. Is that the one that was in the back? Mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't get a chance to talk to her. Yeah, the power of God really, actually she got healed during worship. So that's, awesome. that's another person just getting healed just in the middle of the service. So we've had that twice mm -hmm. in the last two weeks. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So Lord's moving, doing yeah. great stuff. Amen. Pretty cool. I'm just amused because after that very strongly impassioned conversation about breath smelling, I realized I drank coffee, so I stuck another piece of gum in my mouth just to make sure <laughs> I did not taint the anointing on the broadcast. <laughs> That's funny. I drank it all as fast as I could. Well, guys, thank you for being here. Share the broadcast. It's going to be a great one today. Comment. Tell us who you are yeah. if you haven't done that yet. We have a very interesting one today. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you vocalized what was in my head. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very interesting couple of chapters here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure how deep into it we'll get. But then we're getting ready. We're about to finish up David's uh, time in the wilderness. It's not going to be long. Not going to be long now. And David will be king, and then we'll see a little bit different. And we may skip some of the uh, some of the chapters, not read every scripture. Although I've enjoyed that, and I hope you have as well. We just welcome you. Go ahead if you haven't share the broadcast and uh, welcome you. We love you. We're going to jump right in. We're talking about the man who would be king, the man who would be king. So we're talking about anybody who would be a leader. 
who would be a servant leader, who would be a president, a CEO of a company, yeah. um, anybody who would be a president uh, of or a king of a country. Uh, we're talking about anybody uh, that wants to rise up in their responsibility and uh, the things that God would have them to do. A Sunday school leader, a minister, you know, every, every believer is a minister. Yeah. Every believer is a minister of the good things of God, of the good news of Jesus Christ. And, but even fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, uh, they're all leaders. And even uh, just a, a member in the body of Christ, <clears throat> you see that it says uh, in Timothy, I believe it is, where it says the elder women will teach the younger women. What you see is a principle there where people that have walked out the things of God, uh, they're to lead other people into uh, disciplining themselves after Christ, discipling themselves after Christ. And so everybody is called to be a leader, even if you never feel like that. Even, you know, just let's say a mom that has never felt any leadership at all and, you know, just because of her environment, but she's a mom. She's yeah. leading her children, yeah. you know. A father is leading his children, you know. Many times we'll see where uh, the power of God wants to move in somebody's yeah. lives, but we are not accepting what God has for us. God wants you to be a leader in and around your life. Yeah. And, but in order to be a leader we have to apply godly principles. And one of the things that I found some years ago was that, uh, you know, we were in the church, we were not talking about, like, uh, corporate leadership, you yeah. know, corporate structures, corporate uh, leadership training, things like that. Mm -hmm. Basically because we did not want to... Uh, pull in any secular ideas into the church. We didn't want to bring in yeah. worldly thinking into the church. Yeah. And because we didn't want to do that, we, I, I stayed yeah. away from it wrongly. Yeah. And then the Lord led me to meet with uh, Pastor J.B. Whitfield. And when I met him, he invited me to a meeting on leadership and on church leadership. I knew that the Lord wanted me to go and connect with him. So once he asked me to do that, I said, okay, I, I know how to be loyal. I know how to submit. I said, okay, I'll do it. And I went to that meeting, and what I found was that in the meeting, actually, they, they started talking about leadership, and it was all scripture. Mm -hmm. It was scripture after scripture. And what I really very quickly found was the reason that corporate leadership works is because it's rooted in yeah. biblical leadership. Yeah. And I, I had to repent because I'd been staying away from a godliness in that yeah. area. I'd been, I'd been making excuses for it, and I needed to get to the place where I preached and taught what was actually in the Word. And I went to another meeting with uh, Pastor Chris DiCiaccio, and he just went scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture on biblical leadership. Leadership, and I just said, "Man, I've got, I've got to repent. You know, I must repent, and because I haven't been teaching this, and so over time we've grown in that, and uh, the leadership has started to grow here at the church. 
And uh, we've really seen a great rise in yeah. that. And then literally where the Lord has now had me going around the world, taking some of this leadership uh, to uh, different ministries and preachers and ministers all over the world, in the Philippines, in Nigeria, in Gabon, uh, Africa. There's multiple places where the Lord's had me take that. But one of the things that's happened is you, we start to realize that if you don't give yourself... Yeah. Between, uh, if you don't give yourself to the things of God, then you won't operate in them. In other right. words, we're in part 35 here today. Part 35 mm -hmm. of daily broadcasts talking about the man who would be king. Mm -hmm. Not many people are willing to actually dig in. And they don't realize, see, you can, I can teach you a concept. But that concept, you can get it in your mind. Mm -hmm. You can agree with it. But that doesn't mean once it's in your mind, that doesn't mean that it's right. in your heart. Right. And so you've got to hear things. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In the original context there, it's hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. So almost everybody that has any aspiration says, hey, I want to be a leader. I want to, I want to have more responsibility. I want to go. But none of them want to do the work yeah. to get it from their head to their heart. Right. If this is not in your heart, then when pressure is applied, what comes out of your heart is what's going to be applied. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have to, you have to see that, that to understand that I don't need to hear something just once. I need to hear it again and again. The Lord knew what he was talking about when he told us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word yeah. of God. And a part of leadership is diligence, yeah. is being diligent and perseverant and disciplined after the things yeah. uh, that we need to go after. But many people don't want to do that, mm -hmm. and that's why they don't end up being. After a while, they just throw up their hands, and they're never that person. And, uh, you know, for me, I was always willing to not stop. But once I started hearing that teaching about leadership through uh, Pastor JB and others, I, I realized this is what we've been missing. We were lifting up God, but nothing was happening properly. Nothing was happening the way that it, we felt like it should be happening. And it was like, we need something else. And about that time, it, we realized this is what we need. We had all the heart was right, but we didn't have the logistics of it that God had laid out. And once he showed us those and we gave ourselves to it, oh, man. Uh, actually, he came to us last year and he said, he said, you're actually doing the work of a church 10 times your size, which is, he was telling us that we needed to change that some and, yeah. and not be doing quite as much. But one of the things that he was saying was this, was that this leadership training has got us to the point where now we're able to do the work 10 times our size, and that's a testimony to what can happen when you give yourself to the principles of God and the leadership of God. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that we want you to get a hold of. Yeah. But we don't want it just applied in the church. We want you to apply it in your job, in your work, mm -hmm. in, your, in your home. You know, yeah. We use these same principles in our home, dealing mm -hmm. with our children and, and uh, you know, teaching leadership at the church, teaching you know, everybody around us at our job. Actually, you know, Nicole uses some of these leadership principles in her job. Yeah. and in her work and uh, she's constantly been promoted because of these things and because of some of this uh, teaching and training. So what we're really going after here in this series is the heart, the heart of what it means to be a leader. Mm -hmm. 
Not just, you know, we're not talking about just do this, don't do that. You've got to get this in your heart. And if you'll get it in your heart, God can then raise you up to a new level. So yeah. uh, we're, it's exciting to get into that and let it change you and reform you. So there you go. <laughs> um, it's like that's why God gives us ministers like you. You know, he gives us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the equipping of the saints, for yeah. the work of the ministry. That's what I was just looking up. Um, uh, for the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain the unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to be, to, to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro. Like this, that goes into like everyday life. Like these biblical principles of leadership, yeah. the reason why yes. we are here is to equip and empower and, and really mm -hmm. just show you yeah. To show the church, the, the saints, yeah. how to do the, the work of the ministry, which, I mean, like you were saying earlier, like fathers, you know, ministering to their children, you yes. know, uh, their wives, you know, just being able, because every single one of us, we hold influence. That's what, you know, that's a big part of what leadership is. It's, it's influencing people yeah. um, to, to, you know, to follow God. Like this is, this is something that God was really developing in me and showing me in this, not in the last year, you know, was just, you know, basically the reason, like, when you look at a lot of modern churches, you know, there, I mean, there's so many books about, you know, proper procedures and structures and different things like that, and, and, and there, a lot of them are really good. They're almost all good, and I, I feel like a lot of them are based out of you know, a, a man or a woman that was just diligent in saying, God, what works for my church? But what works for one church might not work for another right. church. Yeah. Um, but what but will work universally is what the Word of God says. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and this is something that God's really been showing me is it's important. You know, it's good for us to, to learn and to, to glean from, from, you know, different ministries or what works for different people. But ultimately, we need to go, come back to the Word. Yes. And what does the Word say? And what does the Word say about how, how we can lead and influence people and just just really and this is this is this was something that God showed me about leadership that completely changed the way that I just did ministry in general and this is something that I was never taught even in four years of Bible college I was never taught this that our job as ministers is to equip people to to fulfill the specific call that God has on their life um, like the reason why we're here you know we it, it is, it is literally to, to, to show people and to lead people to understand what God wants them to do yeah. and to equip them and empower them to do it. It's, it's, I'm not here to, to just, you know, well, like when I, when I was the youth pastor, it wasn't my job to just find people to do what I wanted them to do. Right. It was my job as a pastor to equip them to do what God is calling them to do. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I don't want to just get people to fill specific positions in the church, you know, just to get a warm body in the nursery or something yeah. like that. What, what I want people to do is I want people to, to actually be able to recognize that serving and being a part of what God is doing in the body of Christ in, in, that, in our specific church is like we want people to understand that being connected with what God is doing here, whether you're serving in the nursery or, or, or you know, children's ministry, youth ministry, uh, usher team, like whatever, you're connecting yourself with, with, with people who will not just say, oh, hey, you're doing a good job, but hey, 
you're connecting yourself to a body that the, the Bible says, like um, referring to the body of Christ, that, that we are strengthened through the connections. I, I, I'm, I, I forget like the actual terminology, but there, there's a strengthening and a, uh, and a, a nourishing. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, the, the nourishment through those connections. So as you're serving, you know, you can start out cleaning the bathrooms, but since you're serving, the connections are being built. And, and in that, there will be an equipping and an empowering from, from the leadership. There should be. Yes. Um, you know, where they're equipping and empowering you and pouring into you to help you find out what God specifically wants you to do. And, to, and you'll begin to see, like the Bible says, those who humble themselves will be exalted. Yeah. So, so just doing what you can with what you have and with where you're at, God will begin to promote you and he'll begin to lift you up. Yeah. But it's our job to really... Uh, you know, as ministers, is to, to, to help people see what God wants them to do. That was actually the first thing I did when God, when God did that. I, I took all my leaders aside, and I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I've just been using you, <laughs> essentially. And I'm like, but I'm realizing now that what God wants me to do is he wants me to, to yeah. pray over you, to fast for you, and then and to, to lead you and equip you to, to be at the most successful um, you like the most successful uh, in what God is calling you specifically to do. So I had them like sit down, pray and fast for a month and, and ask God, God, why am I here? You know, for them individually. Yeah. And, then, and then I had them write them down and give it to me. And then I just began to fast and pray over that. And okay, God, how can I equip them to fulfill this? Not yeah. just, God, how can I use them to, to meet my needs? You know, but God, I want, I want to equip them to do the ministry yeah, that you've called yeah. them to do. And that's Amen. why we're here as leaders. Holly says, that's good, buddy. I agree. Thank Amen. you. <laughs> Hello, Ben, Julie, Brittany, Deb. We love you. Good to see you. Well, as, you know, listening to both of those things, you were saying earlier, this is part 35. Mm. And obviously, as a minister, you're called exactly what you're saying to help empower the saints, train mm. them up in the way that they should yeah. go, use your realm of influence. But before you can do that, you have to be full of something that you can then give. You know, I can't train up somebody if I haven't first been trained. I can't yeah. be yeah. somebody who helps disciple if I haven't first been discipled. And so yeah. this is part 35 and I think so many people, you know, I've done it myself so many times. Like, I'll think exactly what you're saying. I've, I've, I've got this revelation. Yeah. I've got it. Like, this is a super familiar concept. Mm -hmm. Got it down. But, you know, it's like when you go into a grocery store and you buy, like, one of those frozen cheesecakes. Sure, you get, like, an example of what cheesecake can taste like, mm -hmm. but there's a super difference sure. between a yeah. grocery store cheesecake and then something that's been handcrafted by someone who knows what they're doing and yeah. are not not just doing it for mass production. They're making it custom for you. Like, it's it's with the right ingredients, it's best. So you can have a taste of what it could be, but then there's a different layer of of dedication to making it. There's a different layer of yeah. how good it can be. And that's kind of what happens often is we just shut off after maybe part two or three or four. And mm -hmm. I've listened to four parts. 
He can keep going, but you know, I think I've got the gist right. of it. Yeah. No, 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 it's not just the gist. There's so much more to the Lord. Yeah. He gets so much better with time, with dedication, with revelation. You know, he can reveal something one day and have it be completely different the next day because he's brand new. Not that he changes, he doesn't change, yeah. but our ability to receive from him ever increases as we give ourselves to it. Just this morning, as I was praying about something a verse that is super common <laughs> like it's not even like a hezekiah verse like it's it's like philippians 4 13 i can do all things through christ duh like there's a there are t-shirts that say that like that's <laughs> so familiar but this morning praying it out it came alive differently to me yeah. and i know it i've preached it but yet this morning it was brand new manna brand new and he's that big that something that seems common and familiar can be brand new so this it, like part 35 i don't care if we go to part 335 mm. there's going to be something new on that's it right. each and every single day for the men and women who will honor it and who'll give themselves to it it'll come alive so yeah. before you can then go disciple someone you've got to get that fresh daily bread you can't go feed somebody off of old stale crumbs yeah. from five years yeah. ago it has to be brand new fresh that you're then giving. You wouldn't give your kids stale bread that's moldy and old. So don't give the people you're called to minister to something that's old either. Give them new, give them fresh, because that's how the Lord works. Yeah. There, well, you're hitting on something that I think is very important is I, there's, we've got to get it from our head into our heart. Mm -hmm. That means it's got to be a part of who we yeah. are. Mm -hmm. But many people I've found, and I've been this way too, I didn't want to give myself to the diligence that would get it from my head to my heart. So last night, uh, your wife Serena said, she said what I really liked was when you said you can talk all day long, but until you believe what you're saying, mm -hmm. the devil's not going to listen yeah. to you is yeah. a comment I made while we were in the service last night. She said she really enjoyed it. And that's just it. So a lot of, now, I will tell you that according to James yeah. chapter 3, when you confess something and you go after something and confess it, it, it steers the ship. The tongue steers the ship. It's like the rudder of the ship. So in other words, I've, if I want to go towards healing, then I can turn the ship of my life by yeah. setting my words in the direction of healing or prosperity or deliverance or protection mm -hmm. uh, or restoration. I can set or saving in any area. I can steer the ship of my life by setting my tongue in that direction. But that doesn't mean that I believe it yet. Ultimately, if your tongue is the rudder and my brain is telling it to say something, there's a string in between the rudder. There's a chain. There's some kind of link between the rudder and your thoughts. And that's your heart belief. Yeah. Like, do you believe it? In other words, yeah. I can, you know, let's say that I don't believe something yet, but I start, you know, I was talking to somebody not too long ago and they're like, I, I want to quit smoking. And, uh, well, it, I told them it'd be good for you to say, I hate, I hate smoking, yeah. even though you like it. And they were like, but I do like it. I was like, I understand. I was at that same place at one point. But you've got to say, you've got to start confessing what the Word of God says. And the, hear, hear it this way. You've got to start confessing the freedom yeah. of God and stop believing the yeah. lie of the bondage in that way. And if you don't do that, 
then you'll always be subject to the bondage. You'll always be subject to the lie. So you've got to confess it. Well, she, you know, she didn't even believe that. The person I was talking to, she, didn't, she was like, I don't even believe that. I was like, I understand that. And, and they weren't being, you know, rude. Rude. Yeah, no, they were, they were just being realistic. They said, I don't believe that. I said, I understand that. But as you set your mouth that way, it will stir, it will steer your belief. It will steer your life in that direction. And before long, you will start, you know, believing that. Yeah. You'll start to do it because your mind is so powerful. And that's what the Lord says is if you will put your words and make your words my words, mm-hmm. even if you don't believe it, you'll end up there. And if you end up at the place where God's at, it's always opportunity yeah. for increase. Yeah. And so I've found that many times, like in a series like this, so for instance, that I feel a physical, uh, logical pressure to just end the series. Like I feel that pressure just yeah. to end the series. Uh, but I understand as a good pastor <laughs> that there's a time when you teach your flesh who's boss. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you say, no, I'm going to power through this. Yeah. And that's, I found where I used to miss it a lot, and many people would miss it a lot, is they would not be willing to power through something that's right because they're bored or they feel like people are bored, and they wouldn't power through it. And so what I do, as I'm doing a series like this, I'm powering through for myself because I feel the pressure to bring that series to an end. Hey, John Gladys, good to see you. Hey. Um, So... uh, (laughs) I like him. He's a good Apparently, guy. they love you, John. We were just talking about you the other day. <laughs> so um, here's the, I feel a pressure many times when there's a series that's gone on, you know, part 35. Mm-hmm. I feel a pressure to shut it down. However, but God doesn't feel that way. Yeah. He will go years and years and years. Actually, the message I've been trying to preach for the last two Sundays, <laughs> you're going to see that the Lord gave me this word 14 years ago, and it's just now coming to pass. Yeah. I, was, I thought it was really starting then, but it's coming to pass 14 years ago. Hey, George Crooker, good to see you. Hello. So many times what happens is God has great, great things, but people are not willing to power through their flesh and be diligent and be perseverant. And because yeah. of that, they never break through to leadership. Yeah. They hit that ceiling of, of comfort. It's mm-hmm. easier to stay below that and just give up on a long series instead of powering through. Say, no, I need this. I yeah. need to hear this. And I'm, I'm saying, no, we need to hear this yeah. as a body, as you know, partners with what's right. You know, uh, we need to hear this. We need to power through. Why? Because that's the only way to get it out of our head yeah. and into the core of our being, into our heart. And if you don't take the biblical leadership of God and get it into the core of your heart, you'll never be yeah. a biblical leader in the eyes of God. Yeah. And that's where we have to take that time. Well, you, um, you know, you, you've been talking for many, many weeks now about how important fruit is. But last night, an example that you gave is so many people think that, you know, they, they've got it inside of them because they'll agree. Like you were talking about what do you do if you hear a lie come up? Like, do you just agree yeah. with it in your head yeah. or do you fight it in your head? A lot of times with mental stuff, like we'll think it, like instead of confessing it, we'll just be like, no, 
I don't believe that, or yes, I believe that. But it really, it's a fruit that it's real inside of you when you start to speak those things. So yes. when it comes to this particular topic that we're talking about, leadership, are, do you truly believe that you're the leader that God's called you to be? An example of that is what are you speaking? Like, mm. how are you talking yeah. about yourself? How are you talking about those around you? Do you see them as the leaders that they're called to be? Are you, you may be speaking it great about you, but what about the people you're called to disciple? Are you just thinking in your brain, well, yeah, they'll get there someday. Or are you speaking yeah. over them the life of God? That's a fruit of where you're at. And all, in all transparency, I've done it great some days. I've done it not so great some other days. So I know that there's room for me to grow in this area. So even though I'm on the broadcast a lot of the time, I still need to be subject to receiving from yeah. the broadcast. Yes. Even if it's coming through my mouth, it's Holy Spirit. So no, pastor, same way with pastor. Just just because he's the one ministering it doesn't mean that he doesn't have areas to grow in leadership. We can all look more like Jesus. Until yes. we're in heaven, we haven't reached it. We haven't arrived. We're, we're not the apex of all that we can become. There's room to grow. Mm -hmm. So if we're not bearing the exact same fruit of Jesus and we don't look yeah. like him, have mm -hmm. the glory of God healing people as we're walking by, then we've got room to grow. Yeah, that's right. And many times... I don't think that we we really know. I think this is something that's become very clear to me. We did a series a while back called uh, Reset. Mm -hmm. And in, in that, the beginning of Reset, it talks about an intimate fellowship with God. But the beginning of Reset was a question that the Lord posed to me. And the question basically was, what do, God talking to me, what do I call normal? Yeah. And when he asked me that question, everything changed because I realized that we call a lot of things good and yeah. great that are not even, they're minuscule to God yeah. because he's so good and he's so great yeah. and his normal is so high that our normal looks very small. Yeah. And what we've actually thought was good is not even scratching the surface of right. what God actually has and wants for us. And he wants to do so much more. And until we start thinking like that, then what happens is we go through life and we're sitting there completely yeah. average and mediocre thinking that we're doing good. Mm -hmm. But when you challenge yourself, you'll start to see, like, for example, in you were reading, I believe, in Ephesians 4, mm -hmm. and you, you, were talk, you quoted a part of it where it says, that we are a job of a pastor, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher is to help raise up every believer to be the ministers that they should be. And it says to raise them up to this level, to the fullness of the stature yeah. of Christ. Yep. Yeah. To the fullness of the stature of Christ. Do you realize that what that scripture says, Holy Spirit's not going to put out something that we can't get to. It, we can get to it, yes. or else he would not have said it. Yeah. It would have been unjust for him to put that. He says, you can have every believer rise up to yeah. the fullness of the stature yeah. of Christ, mm -hmm. to the fullness of the maturity of Christ. That's a huge statement. In other words, we're talking about you. We're talking about you. Yeah. You can walk like Christ walked. Yeah. You can walk in his maturity. Yeah. That is an achievable thing. You can do it now. Do it now. Yeah. Not, not 
it, not in heaven, mm -hmm. now on yeah. this earth. That's what it's talking about. And so when you start to see that, you approach things differently. You expect for healing to happen right in the middle yeah. of the service. Yeah. You expect that when you pray for something, somebody, the glory is yeah. passed on. Why? Because you're walking on that level. You're walking in that expectation. You're walking in a place where you can say, I can walk like that. Yeah. I'm a believer. I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Yeah. I can cast out that devil. I can tell the dead to live again. You know, yeah. you start walking like that. This is the leadership that God has for everybody. But if we just think that, you know, getting some goosebumps during service is a great service, mm -hmm. we are that's awesome. But it's nothing compared to the greatness yeah. of walking like Jesus, which is what he wants us to. So in order to get there, many times I've found I wasn't going for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wasn't doing the work to go after that. I wasn't studying to show myself approved because I didn't think there was a whole lot more above yeah. where I was at. I yeah. felt like I'd arrived because society and the environment and the atmosphere had taught me that I was already operating higher. Yep. And, um, you know, there's a difference. I, I use this many times is 212 degrees Fahrenheit. 212 degrees Fahrenheit is where water boils. Right. Or 100 degrees Celsius. That's where water boils. But one or two degrees below that, and it's not boiling. Well, you have to see that they used to send large trains across the whole continent, across the continent, on the power of boiling water. They would be steam engines that would power these large trains carrying huge loads, tons and tons of stuff that, that yeah. was a part of the Industrial Revolution under the power of boiling water. But if you're not all the way on, you're just yeah. hot water. Yep. There's, no power being, there's no power being released. This is the way it is in our leadership as well as part of what you were having to repent to those guys for is we've got to grow and we've got to power through our flesh, humble ourselves, get hungry for the things of God, ask the Lord to show you things about how great he is and how great you can be in him, in Christ, how great it is. And all of a sudden, when you get vision for that, you'll start to do the things to go after it. When we're talking yeah. about hunger Many times what we'll talk about with hunger is, you know, if we start talking about food, everybody gets hungry. You know, you start wanting lunch. You start wanting to go and get those things. And uh, the more you talk about I was when we were in uh, Gabon, Africa, I asked uh, Evangelist Stephen Hurlbert, I said, hey, describe a food because he likes food. He's a food connoisseur. And uh, he's, I said, describe a food. Well, we had no idea. It was funny. But the thing that came to his spirit was pizza uh, because he had been to Italy and had like real pizza. And uh, we went to a place in New York that actually brought an oven from Italy to make it like that. I have to say it was some good pizza. It was very, very good. And but he gets up in the middle of Africa and starts describing pizza. Well, we didn't know it. We had just gotten there. But there's pizza places all over. Like it's one of their common foods, which was really funny to us that the Holy Spirit used something. We would have thought they didn't have a lot of pizza mm. places, but they did. And he started describing pizza. All of a sudden, you can see everybody's like, man, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. And that's how it is. When you start going after and seeing what the Lord has for you, and yeah. you 
you start seeing the heights of what he has for you, it makes you hungry for those things. Mm -hmm. And then that will give you the strength to power through the fleshly areas of life into the leadership areas and God can raise you up. But we have to get to that place where we're hungry for his things and we're going after it and we're powering through the flesh and we're not getting weary and well-doing. Go to Hebrews 11 real quick. God is a rewarder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God is a rewarder. Hebrews eleven six. And without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Watch what the person must believe in faith. They must believe that he is, and, and I'll just give you this, that he's the answer to everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the answer to everything and can make it happen. And that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. The King James says, who diligently seek him. When we diligently go after God, God's a rewarder. God's a rewarder for you hanging out and going 35 chapters deep into the man who would be king. He's a rewarder. If you've been hanging with us, there's reward for you powering through the flesh and saying, I'm going to study to show myself approved. I will be who God's called me to be. There's a reward. He's pouring out rewards on you now. You might not can see them yet, but in heaven, in the spiritual realm, he's pouring out rewards to you right now. Just receive them. Lord, I receive them. I believe. And I receive those rewards. You're pouring out my life. He's going to be giving you leadership principles. He's helping you get it from your brain to your heart. He's helping you be who God's called you to be. Amen. 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 I'm just being quiet so that y'all can talk. Go for it. I have something, but go for it. I'm just thinking as we're talking about like speaking it out, um, David Young Cho in his book, The Fourth Dimension, talks yeah. about how um, there was a group of neuroscientists that came to him, and they were saying, like, Dr. Cho, we discovered this, like, incredible new, like, discovery in, in neuroscience. And he's like, what is it? And they, they basically said, like, we learned that the speech center of the brain actually steers the body. Like, so, like, when somebody <laughs> says, like, like we, we, they said, we've discovered that your brain, like, if someone were to say... I'm getting old, the body hears that and the body begins to respond accordingly. If you say I'm tired, the, your brain, the speech center of the brain actually you know, directs you know, the, the, the way your life, the yeah. way your body responds. Yeah. And Dr. Cho's like, well, we've known that for, <laughs> for thousands of years. Dr. James is what came up with. That's what he said. He said Dr. James came up with that and you were using that scripture. Yeah. You know, the, the tongue is the rudder that steers, um, yeah. that steers our lives. I think Teddy... Uh, Ted Shelsworth Jr. says, um, he, he says, your words carry into your future and, yeah. and rewrite, yeah. to, to yeah. write it up. And so, like, it's important for us to recognize as we're going through this to begin to, to, to declare these things yeah. over ourselves, to, to look in a mirror and declare, declare God as a rewarder, as I diligently right. seek him, like, to be able to speak these things out. Because, I mean, God didn't just think, let there be light, and there was yeah. light. He spoke it. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, and the crazy thing is, us being made in the image of God, God also gave us the power to use words. That's right. Yeah. You, you don't really, you don't see that in any other creation. Like, you could probably see, you could see a gorilla that can, like, for, form several words together to make, like, a sentence in, like, at a kindergarten level, but, like, there's no other species on this earth that has the ability yeah. to, to communicate. All they can say is, I want a banana. Like that's An, an but, accurate description mm-hmm. of 
a human being is they are created in the image and, and likeness of God, yeah. a speaking spirit, mm. a speaking spirit. And yeah. so we're a spirit that can speak. And yeah. It's, very, it's mm. very important to recognize that. Yeah. And that's, and I'm going to hand it right back to you, but yeah. James 1.26 says this, and a lot, I think I found, when I read this verse, it really stuck out to me because I realized how many people have been deceived not knowing the importance of uh, their words and yeah. what they say. Yeah. James 1.26 says, If anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet does not yeah. bridle his tongue or te- you know, tell his tongue what to do, mm. but he deceives his own heart, this man's religion is worthless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, in, in the book of Proverbs, it also says, like, uh, a man of many words leads to sin, something like that, right? Yeah. Um, like, a, an abundance of words leads just just... Like there, there are people who say, oh, I just say what I think. And they think yeah. that's a godly thing, but that's not. No, yeah. You know, it, it's important to, to not say what you think a lot of that's times. That's right. You know, to be able that's to right. bridle the tongue, um, to be able to, because to, I think in that same passage, doesn't he say, um, if you can bridle your tongue, you can, you can basically lead, lead your, whole, your whole body or you, yeah. you have authority. Yes. Like yeah. that, the tongue, if we're able to bridle or control our tongue, like there's all, there's really nothing else that you know that um, we wouldn't be able to do. That's that's it, the tongue is so powerful and it's so it can be so easy to just let our tongues kind of flap flap and go and go and go. But um, when we learn to bridle that, when we learn to 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 you know take thoughts captive and or or to just control control that that speech center of the brain we, yeah. we can actually we actually have the ability i yeah. mean death and life are in the power of the tongue we have yeah. the ability right. to 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 speak life into our leadership into our family and we also have this the ability to speak death into our leadership yeah. and that's into our correct families. yeah and, and so it's important for us to learn learn this yeah well, what what keeps coming up to me um and you again this is stuff that you've taught before. But in 1 Timothy 4, uh, verse 2, it talks about your conscience being seared. Yeah. And so a lot of times our conscience is seared and we don't realize it. Right mm. before it says, um, it says, now that in verse 1, now the Spirit clearly says that in the last time some will depart from the faith and pay attention to seducing spirits and doctrines mm. of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their consciences seared with a hot iron. You know, when your conscience is seared, you, you're not going to be able to operate in faith. And so I'm not saying that every person who speaks a lie understands that they're speaking it, but right before what says speaking lies and hypocrisy, when we're not speaking the word of God, we're speaking a lie. That's right. So when we're speaking something that's anti-God, what we're doing is speaking a lie about ourselves, about the people that surround us. And what that does is that sears our conscience, which means that our faith is then cut off from working Mm. to the full capacity it's called to work at. So... A lot of the times people will come back and say, well, I spoke it and it didn't happen, or I was believing for this and it didn't happen, but we haven't said yes to God quickly, and we've allowed ourselves to speak out things that aren't the word of God. So 
instead of, you know, you said it last night, say yes to God and say yes to God quickly. When God reveals something to you, do it and do it immediately. You know, if God's telling you, watch yes. these broadcasts again, do it and do it immediately. Don't say no, because every time you say no, what that does is that sears your conscience, meaning like it cuts off your conscience from feeling, from discerning in that way. It makes it hardened. And but every time you say yes to God, you're opening yourself up in that way for your faith to start working again because you're allowing him access to do exactly what you're talking about, steering your life the way that it's supposed to go. Yeah. So that whole steering conscience thing, it's a huge factor to operating as God's calling us to operate in. If it's, if it's cut, then we're not going to be who we're called to be. That's right. That's yeah. right. A big part of that is what we saturate ourselves in. Yeah. Jesus said out of an overflow of the heart, the mouth yeah. speaks. And what comes into your heart is basically what you're saturating yourself yeah. in. Like we, we're like sponges. You know, mm -hmm. what we saturate ourselves in, we soak it up. Yeah. And then when the pressure comes, yep. you know, like Paul says, we're pressed on all sides, but we're not crushed. But what, what, yeah. but what he's speaking out is essentially what he's been saturating himself yeah. in, which is faith. Like, yeah. I could be pressed on all sides, but I'm not crushed. I'm persecuted, but not abandoned. I can be struck down, but we're not destroyed. Yeah. But, but here, here's the thing. In mo there, when, when the moments come where, where, you, where like, life seems to be pressing yeah. on you, what you've saturated yourself in is yeah. going to be what comes out, just yeah. like a sponge. You know, uh, if you saturate it in water and you squeeze it, water's going to come out. You saturate it in orange juice, you squeeze it, that's what comes out. Yeah. And so, and so Jesus says, out of an overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. So what comes out of our mouth is inevitably what we've been filling ourselves yeah. up with. Yeah. And that's kind of what we've been talking about, the importance of, of, of watching these broadcasts or the importance yeah. of just downloading yourself with the Word of God. Faith, uh, uh, Gloria Copeland said, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, but so does unbelief. Yeah. Or, yeah. Faith comes by hearing and so does unbelief. Yeah. Unbelief doesn't come by hearing the word of God. But um, faith comes by hearing and so does unbelief. So if we're saturating ourselves with unbelief, like... Or hanging around people that or, are unbelievers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or not just... When I say unbelievers, I'm not talking about... Saved and not saved. Saved and not saved. I'm talking about people that don't believe in the promises yeah. of God. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it just reminds me of... You know, part of your message uh, yesterday morning, we were talking about it um, with um, with um, just how Jesus didn't say, um, you know, if you feel you have received it, it will be yours. He didn't say if you, he didn't even say if you say I, I received it, it will be yours. He said if you believe you have received yeah. it. Yeah. And so, again, that boils down to faith and what yes. you were saying, like, and uh, in your message um, like you can say it all you want, but if it's not in yeah. your heart, that's the difference between getting yeah. it in your head yeah. and in your heart, because it's in the uh, it's in the heart where you believe, and that's where the yeah. the faith comes. And so, when there's faith attached to the confession, that's when that's when things start yes. start moving. Yeah. Well, in Romans twelve two, it says, "Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed mm -hmm. yeah. by the renewing of your mind." Yeah. You're not just transformed automatically. Mm -hmm. When you get saved, you have yeah. a flesh, you are a spirit, and you have a soul. And so, your spirit is then linked up with God. Mm -hmm. Your flesh. Are always is going to have that trace of corruption in the world, but the soul is the determining factor of how you get transformed. So if you want to live a transformed life, then you've got to transform it the way that God says. It's not shellacking yourself with makeup and hair and the right clothes and yeah. e even surrounding yourself with the right people. I could be surrounded by the best 
people in the world listening to the best preaching in the world, but if I'm not allowing that word to transform to my mind, yeah. then nothing's happening. Yeah. I determine whether I'm transformed. I yeah. determine that. And it only comes by the renewing of my mind by the word of God. Mm. The word of God renews the mind. Mm. And when the mind is renewed, then it's the mind and the spirit versus the flesh. And the flesh doesn't stand a chance against those two things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Anything else? Not that I can think of. <laughs> well, we just thank you for being with us today. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to uh, say goodbye until tomorrow mm -hmm. at Lunch Plus. Save your, uh, spend your lunch with us, and we just praise God for you. And uh, they're like, how in the world? What are we doing? We're closing <laughs> down early. That's all right. The look of shock. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I think people think that I just like prolonging things a lot of times, but I don't. It's just what you're led to do. Yeah. And uh, if you're led to be short, then you're led to be short. So yeah. That's good. I'm always led to be short. <laughs> I'm always led to be right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> w R I J H T. Just, just in case people would take that wrong. <laughs> and that's the clip that someday. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, as soon as I said it, I was like, somebody will pull that out sometime. And make a, <laughs> look, see how he thinks he's so, so prideful, so arrogant. <laughs> it's amazing how people twist things. It's mm -hmm. just amazing. I've, over the years, I've, it really surprised me just how people would believe, believe lies and twist mm -hmm. things. Yeah. And I've uh, seen it so many times. But. Yeah. Hey, so we have a lot going on, and I want you to know uh, that we have some upcoming changes to the broadcast. Uh, I just got word today that we were put on a new uh, TV station on the Roku channel, awesome. and uh, I think they're going to be broadcasting across uh, uh, broadcasting across Pakistan uh, today. Just got invited. They said, hey, do you have some material? I said, we've yeah. got a lot of material. And they started downloading it and playing it. Awesome. And so that's really cool. That really yeah, God's, God's getting the voice of the mm -hmm. word across the earth. And that's, that's awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. And so if you'd like to uh, partner with us, if you'd like yeah. to be a part of us uh, and, and actually be a part of what we're doing, you can do that not only by listening and by sharing the broadcast, you can also give, if you'd like, so into the good news of the gospel. You can go to givebc.org, or if you're on Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate and the amount you're welcome to sow. As always, uh, the gospel that we're sharing yeah. on here is free. But there are people that the Lord lays it on their heart that they would like to be a part of that yeah. and be a partaker of the grace, as Paul said it. Hey, there's a grace that's on Boomerang. There's a grace that's healing people yeah. during the services. I want to be a part of that. I yes. want to receive like that. I want to see financial freedom. I want to see uh, you know, debt erased yeah. supernaturally like we've had so, so much in the ministry. And you partner with that grace as you partner with the ministry. And so if that's Amen. you, you're welcome to give in those ways. You can find the links there uh, in the comments. Uh, GiveBC.org, there it is right at the bottom of the screen. GiveBC.org and hashtag donate on Facebook. <laughs> hashtag. Octothorpe, so, yeah. right? Huh? It's called an octothorpe. Really? The proper that's term for, for uh, hashtag is octothorpe. I learned that from... Uh, Jackbox games. Jackbox games. We love you, and we 
like it when you do an Octothorpe. <laughs> Octothorpe donate. Octothorpe donate. <laughs> Can we just That's say that every day? That's my new favorite. That's I, I'm, awesome. Oh I know a lot of really random things now. We're that finding this to be true. Octothorpe. <laughs> Did you know the hundred billionth crayon uh, made by Crayola was periwinkle blue? I do now. Now you know. I was this many days old. <laughs> George, George is the number it's sign. It's the number sign. Hey, Pastor Dusty. All right, number Lane, sign. Good to see you. So we just tell you, uh, have a great, great day. Listen, yeah. spend your lunch with us. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for, for say, uh, sharing yeah. What's Right broadcast with Tracy. That's, That's awesome. Uh, our new friend. <laughs> my wife, hashtag Octothorpe. It's such a fun word just to read. It's my new favorite <laughs> word. You're welcome. <laughs> Miss Randy, it's so good to see you too. God bless you. Hey, I want to tell you this. Listen, listen, listen. So we got changes coming to the broadcast. We think you're going to like them. I think you'll be excited about it. And uh, we'll tell you more as we get closer. But we love you. Have a great, great day. Get ready for it. Go past the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> Go past, push past, yeah. power past the confines of the flesh and move into the greatness that God has for you. Yes. Put it in the comments now. Say, I will push past the confines of the flesh. Amen. And I will move into the greatness of God. Amen. Amen. That's who you're supposed to be. That's who you will be yeah. in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we just pray for everybody that's listening today. Lord, let them move past all of the boundaries, all of the bondages of the flesh, all of the boundaries, all of the bondages of the flesh, and they'll move into the greatness yes, of the spiritual nature of God that they were created in. Father, it'll happen to them. It will happen to them. It will happen to them. Yeah. It will happen to the people that are hearing and listening to this broadcast. It will happen in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, you just saw uh, one, more, one more example of exactly what we we're talking about today. I have found, I've found in services, uh, and when I go to a service, I... I am never the first person to leave. Mm -hmm. I am never the first person to leave. If you hear many of the stories of great things of God that's happened, a lot of times it's happened in the after service. Yeah. A lot of times these connections happen in the after service. Uh, I just gave something and a prayer and a blessing that the Holy Ghost gave me to pray, but it was after... Uh, you know, a lot of people will log off. Mm -hmm. They'll say, oh, okay, they're closing down. They'll go ahead and click off, yeah. not realizing. And see, that's exactly it. Their flesh says, okay, they're done. Let's move on. Yeah. But they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's something, a spiritual blessing in being diligent to the end. Seeing the finish, not checking out because we're starting to pray uh, at the end of a service or not checking out because uh, we give people an opportunity yeah. to sow. There's a blessing and those who uh, hung on, praise God, and you just got to see exactly what we've been talking yeah. about the whole, uh, the whole time. Pressing past 
the boundaries of the flesh and moving into the things of God. I can't tell you how many blessings I've had because I didn't just run when it got to the close to the end, but I waited till it was completely done. I hung around, and all of a sudden, you know, a man of God pulls me aside and says, hey, I need to tell you something right now. And all of a sudden, there's a blessing. And I watch people all the time that will finish in their head uh, in services. They're done in their head and in their heart. They disconnect, and they miss one word that can change everything. Yeah. Uh, we just... We just congratulate you for hanging out. We love you. Have a great, great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Spend your lunch with us at, with What's Right, Lunch Plus. We love you. Love Bye. you. Bye. Bye, Miss Randy. We love Bye. you so much. Good to see you. Amen. See you tomorrow. Look at all the people. I will push past the confines of the flesh yeah. and move into the greatness of God. Amen. Yes, you will. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.